Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Path of Revelation show. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker. And this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I have, an, I have an amazing show ahead for you guys. Listen, this show is different from the other shows because this entire show is being recorded on my cell phone. <laughs> I just wanted to let you guys know, know that because if you recognize the difference in quality, that is why. But there will not be a compromise in quality of content. But listen, we're, we're working on our album. We're finishing up our album. So Matt has the studio at his house. And whenever I'm able to get over there, we have to dedicate all of our time to finish our project because we are on a deadline. We're trying to get this album out to you guys by the beginning, mid part of June. And so we have some 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 uh, parts of the project that we have to finish up and button up. But listen, I, I have a great show ahead for you guys. I'm going to be talking about insecurities. I'm going to be playing a snippet of Asia Curry's interview on Jada Pickett Smith's Red Table Talk, where she talks about some of her insecurities. And and, and, and what I want to do is I want to take this as an opportunity for to talk through how we as believers should be working through our insecurities and the importance of uh, recognizing Christ as our source. Also, in the midst of talking about us working through our insecurities, I'm going to be talking about the importance of wise counsel. Listen, one thing I've learned is I can't just vent to anybody. We can't just vent to to any and everybody. We can't tell everybody our weaknesses because not everybody is going to give us sound advice. Not everybody is going to steer us in the right direction. And so I'm going to talk about uh, safe spaces, um, how to identify safe spaces to voice our insecurities. Um, and, and we should be qualifying people. We should be qualifying the people that we share our weaknesses with. You know, are, are these people... Are these individuals or this in, or is the individual going to actually help me overcome my insecurities and my weaknesses? Or are they just going to be a person that has empathy for me or, or condones my, 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 my insecurities and weaknesses and never give me solutions? And so I want to talk about that because it's, it's so important. That, that we have accountability in our life. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm just a strong believer that we shouldn't be dominated by our insecurities and that our insecurities should just push us closer to God. But listen, I want to hop into the featured song for this episode. It's our song for better or for worse. It's from our latest album, Everything Changes. Um, this song is also featuring our sister, Katrina Campbell now, but formerly Katrina Mitchell. So let's hop into For Better or For Worse. Yeah. Yeah, to let you know. best friend, now we're friends to the end, things ain't always perfect, but I'm striving to be better, not sure about my good traits, but the bad ones, I have met them, forgetful, check, annoying, 
shit But do you stay on my mind? The answer is yep And do you understand that I can't rest out if you stress Your happiness is mine, girl, I hope you get the message You're the one I pray for, wait a minute, yeah There's no surprise, you're my bride, he's faithful, yeah When I look into your eyes, I see your brilliant mind How you stuck with us in times when we didn't have a dime But still, you show patience And I love you for that, through frustration And you still got my back My job is to see you all for nothing And the pleasure's mine when I signed up to be your husband This is my love letter to you But it goes beyond words I'll show you Cried out to the good Lord But when he gave me you I promise he gave me way more Down for you to ride The apple of my eye Still you chose to love me Though you've seen my bad side At times I'm a church The times I caused you hurt Still I'm determined to love you Like Christ loves his church I didn't deserve his mercy Still he died and loved me at my worst So with the same love We'll weather storms No divorce We're not competing We're completing Each other in his ways Unconditional It's not fictional He showed us with his grace And though I'm the head I still learn from your example Gentle as a mouse Still a beast to the devil You're so beautiful I love you More than a dream come true So proud of you Abiding truth I'm really seeing God in you It's powerful No doubting you Nothing is impossible It's so profound Some grace abound It's evident in the worst of trials Don't have to front with pigs and smiles When we go from talk to living vows So till we're old and gray Love will always persevere, so do as you may. We walk with faith and shun fear. This is my love letter to you, but it goes beyond words I show you. For better or for worse, I love you. For words on my heart, I just want you. insecurities now what like we all have insecurities like we're we're in a day and age where everybody's being transparent everybody's uh sharing their truth as 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 the world says everybody's sharing things that they that they wrestle with or 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 their weak areas and and we're in a society that applauds transparency but one thing that I, I really believe it's important for us to understand as believers is that though all of us have insecurities or weak areas, that it's not okay for us to be dominated by our insecurities. In other words, just because I acknowledge my areas of weakness or the areas where I may be insecure does not mean that I have to be dominated by those areas. And, and, and so I'm reminded of, of Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians, I believe, chapter 12, starting at verse 6. And, and Paul begins to write and he says, uh, lest I be exalted above measure. In other words, lest I be full of myself because he was a knowledgeable man. He had a very... Uh, a, a very uh, rich background in 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 Jewish in the Jewish texts and in the Torah and he was a Jew of Jews and he he knew the law and so he says lest I be exalted above measure 
uh, now as an apostle of Jesus Christ, um, he says, there was given to me a thorn in my flesh, the messenger of Satan sent to buffet me. That word buffet means to distract or throw off course or throw off track. And, and so the Bible lets us know that the thorn that was in his flesh was sent by Satan. The weapon was formed by Satan. But prior to him pointing out that the thorn was from Satan, he lets us know that God has a purpose for the thorn. And so though the weapon is formed, it will not prosper. You know, um, what the devil meant for evil, we always say what the devil meant for evil, God meant for our good. And so Paul lets us know that God has a purpose for, for the thorn in his life. And that the purpose of the thorn is to keep him humble and submitted to God. And so I'll say this to you. When it comes to our insecurities, if our insecurities aren't pushing us to the feet of Christ, I would submit to you that you're viewing your insecurities wrong or we're or we're viewing our insecurities wrong. Like if, if your weak areas and your insecurities isn't leading you to greater submission to God then that means you're you're taking on this thing life called life um, depending on yourself and not depending on God. And so our weak areas and the areas where we're insecure should drive us to the feet of Christ. They should drive us to to a greater desire for God. Because our weak areas expose our need for God, not the opposite. And so I think it's very important that we understand, you know, that we, we all, again, we all have insecurities. I believe we all have insecurities, but the, in, the purpose of our weak areas is to bring us to a place of strength and contentment in Christ. And that's something that I really want to get into um, in, um, later on in this segment. But even in, in as we look at like Second Corinthians chapter 12, Paul begins to write about the thorn in his flesh. And he begins to ask God. He asked, he prayed, the Bible says he prayed uh, to the Lord and asked him three times to take the thorn away from him. And instead of Jesus responding and saying, sure, I'll take it away. Jesus just simply responded and said, hey, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, my grace or my divine help is enough for you. I am enough for you. And so a lot of times there, there are there are times where God will not eliminate our weakness on purpose because he wants to flex his strength in the mix in the midst of our weaknesses. And so we can say, hey, that's all God. There's there's I, I can I can say there's been situations in my life, different temptations, different weak areas where I where I found my way out of the circumstance or situation. And I knew that it was nothing but God. Because I knew in my own strength, I didn't have the ability to to say no, or I didn't have the ability to walk away, or I didn't have the ability to forgive on my own. But it was the grace of God when I submitted the weak areas to him, his strength was made perfect. And so in the, in, uh, when we look at the text, Paul is saying, um, it prays, Lord, take this away from me. And the Bible lets us know that he prays this three times. And Jesus responds and says, hey, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And what I love about this is right after Paul receives the word of the Lord, his his prayer changes. He changes from saying, hey, hey, Lord, take this away from me to I rather glory in my infirmities. I rather glory in my weak areas. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. See, our weak areas and our insecurities are meant 
to bring us to a place of power in Christ where it is a where it is a supernatural power and is not of ourselves. And so I wanted to make this clear because I know we're in a society that it's almost like we're in a society that applauds evil. And we call just like um, the scripture talks about calling good evil and evil and good. And so as believers, though we have weak areas, we should never embrace our weak areas. We should only take our weak areas and, and allow our weak areas to cause us to to surrender the more to, to the glory of God. And so what I want to do, um, what, what I want to play a snippet of Asia Curry. Um, this has been it's blown up on social media. Asia Curry, uh, the wife of Steph Curry, who plays for the Golden State Warriors, most people know who Steph Curry is because he's like the most popular basketball player in the world, him and LeBron James. But Asia Curry recently went on Jada Pickett Smith um, show, The Red Table Talk, and she began to voice some insecurities that she's that she's have that she has about herself and how her husband, uh, Steph Curry, is constantly having women throw themselves at him and how that makes her feel insecure because she feels like she hasn't been getting attention from other men for the last 10 years. So I want to play this snippet of Asia Curry real quick on the Red Table Talk, and then I'm going to come back and I'll dialogue and hit on this topic some more. Here's the interview of Asia Curry on Red, Red Table Talk. I do not own the rights to this interview. Something that really bothers me and like honestly has given me a sense of a little bit of an insecurity is the fact that, yeah, like there are all these women like throwing themselves. But me, like the past 10 years, like I don't have any of that. Like I have zero. This sounds weird, but like male attention. And so then, you like, I begin to internalize that. it. And I'm like, you're, is something wrong with you're me? Not, like, you're not looking. You're not looking. But I'm going to tell you something else, too. When your radar's turned off, because I, I dealt with that for years, too. Like, and I was young. Like you. Yeah, I'm like, like oh, my God. Fair. I mean. Because I don't what? want it. But yeah. it would be nice to know that, like, someone's looking. But that when your radar's turned off. Right. That can get real dangerous. Don't ever think for one minute that it ain't no some men out there looking at you like I wish. Honestly. And I'm going to tell you who knows that more than anybody. All right, so that was a snippet of Asia Curry on the Jada Pickett Smith's Red Table Talk show. And I'll say this. We all have insecurities. I don't care. I don't care who you think you are. I don't care. I don't care how confident you are in yourself, how self-sure you are. We all have areas where we're insecure or areas that that we're weak in. And if we tell ourselves that we don't, we must think we're God. <laughs> But we, we all have insecurities and, and areas of weakness. And, and so on one end, I applaud her for her honesty. But on the other end, I do not think that this was the platform for her to share this particular insecurity on. Like, we have to be careful we have to be careful who and where we share our insecurities. And I believe this wholeheartedly. Like, you can't just tell anybody what you're struggling with. You can't just share your weaknesses with any and everybody. And so, as we share, you know, and I'm saying this because we're in such a, 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 a culture that praises, and I said this before I played the clip, but we're in such a, a, a culture that praises transparency so much that we don't even judge what the person's being transparent about. 
In other words, okay, on one hand, cool, the person is being transparent. They're being honest about what they feel. But is what they're being transparent about right? And if it isn't right, what are what is the solution to get things right? Like, I can't just, you can't, okay, I'll say this. If I'm transparent, if I was to come out and say, yo, I feel like, I feel like smacking somebody in the face or, or I feel like robbing a bank today. That's not something you should applaud. Or, or, or if I, or if someone came out and said, yo, I I feel like fornicating today, or I feel like cheating on my wife today. That's not something we should applaud. Just because a person is keeping it real. Listen, I've learned that you can be keeping it real and be dead wrong. And so in our transparency, we have to desire truth. As the Bible says, desire truth in the inward parts. And so there has to be a reality as Christians I'm feeling this way or or this is what I'm feeling right now. But what I'm feeling right now doesn't line up with God's word. What I'm feeling right now is my flesh. What I'm feeling right now is actually sin. And so as believers, we we can't get so caught up in our emotions that we abandon truth. And so if I'm desiring attention from other women that's even if that's a real emotion that's not right that's lust that's a form of lust that's a form of 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 pride that's that's a form of discontentment for me to look for attention outside of my wife or um for me to look for for attention out um um, look for other women to desire me outside of my wife. That's lust. That's a form of discontentment. And, and these things are the result of unbelief and faith in God. And so it, it is sin. Though it may be a real emotion, I have to acknowledge that, hey, it's not right. I have to acknowledge that it's not okay. Though I feel this way, it's not okay for me to feel this way. And so this is why I I, I think it's so important that we as believers, and I'm saying this because, and and I I use the Asia Curry situation not just because it's something that I've seen, it's something that's been trending right now, but I, I specifically use this instance to talk about insecurities because she is a professing Christian. Her and Steph Curry are professing Christians. And so as believers, we all, I think we have to have a desire to always work through these things from a biblical perspective. Like, man, how should I be thinking about this as a Christian? And so when it comes to insecurities, we all have them. We all have uh, weaknesses, weak areas, areas where we fall short. But one of the things that I look look when I when I see this interview is we have to we can't just share our insecurities and weaknesses with any and everybody. And we most definitely have to watch where we share these things like I don't think and this is just my humble opinion. I don't think that she should have used that that platform the, that platform to share what she shared. I don't think that was the platform for her to share that. I I really don't. Um now have I ever shared things that I shouldn't have shared before? Absolutely. Have I have I said things on social media that I, I should things that uh, things I shouldn't have said before? Absolutely. One hundred percent. I have. 
But, and, and so this is not me uh, bashing Asia Curry, but this is more so me using a public situation to shine the light on ourselves. So we shouldn't be looking at this situation and, and condemning her. But I think that what we see in the public should only be used as a mirror for ourselves. And so it should bring us to humility and and a greater desire to submit to God and what he desires of us. So I just want to clear that up. But I think we have to be careful where we share our shortcomings. Like, I'm not going to confess my insecurities and my sin to someone who does not have a biblical worldview. I don't, we shouldn't be sharing our insecurities and our shortcomings with people who are not going to give us sound biblical counsel, with people who are not going to give us um, sound doctrine. And so I'm reminded when I, when I look at um, watch this particular clip. We we I look at a Jada Pickett Smith and 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 Will, and and I I enjoy their art and what they've done artistically over the years. But from a biblical Christian perspective, they they aren't qualified, in my opinion, to give advice. In this particular area. Because the advice that. Would be given. Isn't going to line up with scripture. It's not going to line up. Like a person who isn't living for Christ. Isn't going to give you a response. With the intent of honoring Christ. They're going to give you. What they feel. Is best. They're going to give you. What they feel according to their worldview. And so I'm reminded of. The scripture. And this is important. Because I see people all the time, they jump on Facebook. A lot of times we jump on Facebook, we jump on social media, and we just begin to vent. Vent all, vent everything that we're dealing with, everything that we're wrestling with. We're just on Facebook. I'm going through this. I'm dealing with this. And, and we're sharing things with people that do not care about us. We're sharing things with people that if they do care about us, they're not going to give that they don't they don't have the wisdom to actually instruct us and give us direction concerning what we're venting about. And if the pe and if there are actually people on social media that will steer us in the right direction, sometimes that gets overshadowed by all of the people commenting. And so a lot of times when I see people venting on social media, like one of the first things I, 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 I ask myself is, does this person really want help or do they want attention? And so I want you to ask yourself, whenever you're being transparent or just keeping it real, do you want, do you really want help or do you really just want attention? Um, we've all had people, I'm not going to say all, but I'm pretty sure many of you can identify and with with having a person reach out to you and they're just venting to you. And then when you try to give them advice or help, they're not hearing you out. But they're just venting. They're, they're using you as a trash can. And they're, man, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with A, B, C, D, and E, F, G. And I'm going through in this. And then you like, hey, man, if you just do this, this will solve your problem. And, they, and they just, they're just over-talking you and they're not hearing what you have to say. They're just venting. Some people don't really want help. They just want empathy without wisdom. They want you to feel sorry for them. And listen, I'm not saying this is the case with Asia Curry, but I'm just now speaking to a general point now. Some of us don't really want help. We just we just want empathy without wisdom. In other words, we want to be miserable like misery loves company. We want people to be miserable with us instead of us being made whole or us being made well. well I've learned that many times 
many people, many of us, we want people to applaud our sin. We want people to um, pat us on the back for being human. Oh man, man, she just keeping her. She, he human. He's a human. Oh, we, oh, he's lusting. Hey, he's keeping it real. They afraid. They afraid to talk about that in church. See, that's we. They, they afraid to keep it real in the church. I don't know where people be getting that from, but like, we applaud people for transparency, and we look down on righteousness. Our, our culture, and I'm about to get into the importance of wise counsel as it relates to what I'm talking about. But we're in a culture that calls good bad and bad good. I, I think it's Isaiah 5 and 20. It says, woe unto them that call good evil and evil, evil good. And I truly believe that we're in that day and time. We're in a day and time of have it your way. Have it your way. Every, we're in like a Burger King society. Have it your way. If you feel like lusting after a woman, lust after a woman. If you are lust after a man, lust after a man. If, if, that's, if that's your truth, that's your truth. And we make truth and we make truth something that is exclusive to each individual. Which is making truth relative. And so truth isn't really truth. What if my truth says I want to rape, rape people? What if, what if your truth is robbing banks? What if your truth is killing people? And so we have to be submitted to God's standard of truth. Okay, so back to, that, that was a tangent, but I believe it's relevant to what I'm talking about. So back to my point. We have to be we have to be careful who we vent to. We can't get advice from everyone as believers. And so if I profess to be a follower of Christ, I want to I want to share my insecurities and shortcomings with a person or people who are actually going to pray for me and pray that God's will be done in my life. And people that are actually going to give me sound wisdom according to God's word. And I'm not and I'm just being honest as it relates to the Asia Curry situation. I'm not confident that a Jada Pickett Smith will do that. And so the Bible says this in Psalms chapter one, verse one through three. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his, her delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law, he or she meditates day and night. And he and she is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. And so the goal is to prosper. The goal is that our leaves not wither away. That we not be found dehydrated malnourished and so the person that I'm venting to should be someone who is going to take my issue serious and take my issue to God some of our some of the the the, the and I and I and I have to say this some of us have been dealing with the same insecurities and weaknesses for years because of the counsel that we have in our life. Oh, but, but she my best friend. Oh, but, but that's my sister or that's my brother or that's my cousin. 
and 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 we're loyal to people because of the titles that they have in our life and because we grew up with them but they're but they're toxic to to our minds being conformed to the mind of Christ and this and Jesus said it he says man if you lo- anyone who loves their mother their brother their father their sister more than me is not worthy of the kingdom of God is not worthy of the kingdom and so who are you putting before God because what's happening a lot of times because we're we're more loyal to people and more loyal to the world than we are to God much of the advice and the and the the advice that we're getting is actually keeping us more bound and more trapped in sin than is actually helping us i've seen people and and i've been studying lately the parable of the sower i've seen people get ministered to and they 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 get their breakthrough they cry out to god at the altar and they and they tell God, yes, I'm not. Uh, yes, Lord, thank you for deliverance. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for freeing me of, 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 from sin and, and, and the addictions in my life. Thank you, Lord, for freeing me from lust and, and bitterness and unforgiveness. And I see these people get, I've seen people get excited in the moment. And then they leave church or they leave back to their, to their life. Or they go back home and they surround themselves with the same people. And they don't make the change. And a lot of times we look up and they're and they're and they're worse than what they were before. Because now what happens is when you when you fall back, self-condemnation is stronger. The Bible says when the enemy is cast out, he'll come back with with seven more evil spirits, seven more evil spirits that are worse than him to see if your heart is still occupied with the things of God. And if your heart isn't occupied with the things of God, those seven more evil spirits that are worse than himself, as the Bible says, will begin to occupy you. Now that's that that text is specifically referring to demonic possession, which I believe still happens today, but I also believe that applies to demonic oppression in our lives. The enemy being active in our lives and 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 grabbing a hold to our flesh because we have not pulled our flesh into subjection to the things of God and the enemy begins to have his way in our life because we're living according to our flesh. And so I've seen people become worse because they went back because they were unwilling to let go of certain people in their lives. The people that are speaking things contrary to God's word and and God's plan for their life. And they look up and they're worse than before. And so we have to watch who we're venting to and who we're getting advice from. You can keep it again. You can keep it real and be dead wrong. Our culture applauds transparency void of wisdom. I hope this is helping somebody today. And listen, I get it. I understand. We all, like I said before, we all have insecurities. We we all have insecurities. We all have times where we're not confident or assured. We we all have moments in our lives when we're uncertain and anxious. And for some of us more than others, some of us are dominated by our insecurities and our insecurities literally control our lives. But this is why it's so important as Christians that the word of God be a consistent practice in our lives, a consistent meditation in our lives. In other words, I can't just treat the Bible like something that I, I, I stroll 
or, or scroll through on the weekends or, or when I'm in church on the weekend and I get my fix for the rest of the week. Oh, oh, I read the Bible last Sunday. Oh, I'm good. I don't have to read it until next Sunday. And but the Bible, the Bible lets us know to be transformed, that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And, and it is the word that renews our mind. See, it, it didn't say that our mind is made new. See, listen, when we accept Christ, we are saved. And I talked about this on a show before, I believe. When we, when we come into Christ, when we are saved, we're not just saved, but we're being saved. And so the, the process of salvation, though it be instant, it's also meant to be progressive. And so what that means is I when when I accept Christ as Lord and Savior of my life and 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 he puts my puts his spirit in me I should not be remaining stagnant or going backwards but I should be growing I should be maturing in in my word in in, in my deed and how I love others and how I walk out my salvation I should be growing but for, for some of us, because the word of God isn't a consistent practice in our lives, we, we become stagnant and our insecurities begin to get the best of us. And, it, and it's usually because we're, we're, we're being fed by other things. So when we're one of the things I've learned, you're always feeding, you're either feeding your flesh or you're feeling or you're feeding your spirit. When one is being starved. The other one is being filled. And so when we starve our spirit, man, we're filling our flesh, the desires of our flesh. We're actually strengthening doubt in our lives, in our life. We're actually strengthening insecurity in our life when we do not depend on God. When we do not depend on his word. And I'm reminded of um, Hebrews 11, where it says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What one of the things that stands out to me about that particular scripture is that it says faith comes by hearing. It doesn't say faith comes by what you heard. The word hearing is active. And so I need to be hearing the word of God consistently. I need to be meditating on the word of God consistently. What I've learned is there are many when, when we're not consistent in God's word, we're consistent in something else. We're consistent. A lot of times I, we, we're consistent with 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 following with, with watching our shows on Netflix. We're consistent with watching our favorite television shows. We're consistent with with um, being in different group chats We're we're consistent with talking on the phone. We're consistent with hanging out with our friends. But a lot of times we're not consistent. With the word of God, because the word of God would actually begin to challenge the idols that we have in our life and the idols that actually help strengthen the insecurity in our life. And so there is a reality that we all have insecurities. And, and here's something that's so important. As Christians, I believe one of the biggest fights we face is to be and remain content. I believe contentment is one of the biggest fights of the believer. Everyone, listen to me good. Every one of my insecurities that I've ever faced have been the result of lack of identity and discontentment. It's been the result of me Losing sight of who God is and who God says that I am. Every, every one of my insecurities have been strengthened by those things. Lack of identity and discontentment. When, when Christ isn't enough in our lives, we'll begin to try to fill that void with other things. We'll begin to try to fill the, the, 
those voids or that void with attention from women, attention from men, will we'll try to begin to fill these voids with money, with worldly success, with worldly fame, with worldly praise, the approval of people. And we'll begin to look for affirmation from people versus affirmation from God. And so we'll begin to value the things of this world more than the things of Christ. And we'll begin to start getting advice from people who do not know God. But because they have um, more than us or they have a platform that we don't have, we'll begin to take their advice even though they're instructing us in the way of sin and deception. And so my prayer is that we never lose sight of who Christ is and who we are in him. My prayer is that we never lose sight that we sight of the fact that when we are in Christ, we, when we are in Christ, we are joint heirs with him. That because he overcame death, we have overcome death because he has overcame every temptation. And every lust that we can overcome every temptation and lust in our lives. And that we are the righteousness of God and that we are loved by God. And when we truly understand that God loves us. And what he did, the extent of what he did to demonstrate his love for us. In that we'll find wholeness. When I look at the word content. The definition of the word content is to be independent of external circumstances. To be independent of external circumstances. For the believer, this means completely trusting in Christ and him being enough. And so though I have a job and is bringing is putting food on the table every week. I know this job is not my source. I know my wife is not my source. I know I know my husband is not my source. I know my friends are not my source. I know my money and my bank account isn't my source. But God is my source. God is everything. And that when all else fails, God is still with me. And he's working all things together for my good according to his purpose. And so the question I ask you, is God truly your source? And I'll be the first to admit there are times in my life where God isn't my source. It's times in my life where I'm depending on other things and not fully trusting in him. There are times in my life where I think I'm trusting in him, but I'm trusting in different different things. And I find out that my trust wasn't fully in him when he takes that thing from me. Or he causes me to lose it. And and he shows me where my faith truly lied. And so I begin to learn that a lot of times I put my trust in things when my, when my trust should be fully in him. Listen. 1 Timothy. Chapter 6. Verse six says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Man, godliness with contentment is great gain. Philippians chapter four, verse 11 through 13. This is worth more than gold, y'all. Listen to me. This is this is worth more than gold, rubies and diamonds and money. It says in Philippians 4, verse 11 through 13. Now that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hungry and hunger, abundance and need. Verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
And so, in other words, Paul, and what's interesting about this, Paul is writing this letter from a prison cell. He's about to be killed, and he's writing this letter from a prison cell. He's not writing this, he's not writing this letter, letter on vacation, sitting on a beach, sipping on a latte or, or sipping on lemonade. He's writing this from a prison cell. And he's saying, I've learned how to have more than enough. He's like, he says, I've learned how to not have enough, and I've learned how to have more than enough. He says, I've learned in whatever state I am in to be content. He says, I've learned how to, how to fully trust in Christ and, and, and how to make Christ enough in my life. And it's not of my own doing, but he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I know when we hear the scripture, we hear this scripture a lot of times falsely applied. We hear this scripture um, quoted within the context of, hey, you can do anything or you can do all things through Christ. Do whatever you want to do. That's not the context. The context is I've learned how to be content. I've learned that Christ is my source in the good and in the bad times in a palace or in a prison cell, Christ is my source. And so my prayer for, for you, the listener, I know I use the Asia Curry situation to bring this to light, to, to talk about this topic, but don't get caught up in this, the Asia Curry situation like everybody else is. Get caught up in the word of God. Get caught up in God's plan for your life. Get caught up in dealing with your own insecurities. Get caught up in getting sound counsel around you. Get caught up in getting solid accountability in your life. Get caught up in prayer in the word of God. And listen, if you don't have the right influence in your life, if you don't have the right friends in your life, and you're struggling with finding uh, godly friendships, not just friends who profess to be Christians, but godly friendships. If you're struggling finding godly friendships and, and friends who actually will help you, pray. Pray. That's what I did. I pray. I had to pray. I asked God, like, look, man, like, Lord, I didn't say I didn't say look, man, but I said, I said, God, I have these friends and I know they're not good for me. But listen, I'm ashamed what they're going to think about me if I if I if I separate myself from them. But God, give me the strength to care more about what you think than what people think. Help me to care more about what you think than what they think. And God, help me to separate myself for your glory. And Lord, give me godly friendships. Send people my way that I can confide in who will point me towards you. And God did it and God will do it for you. Listen, I appreciate you guys tuning in to the Path of Revelation show. Listen, I want you guys to write in uh, your prayer requests, any questions, any suggestions for future segments. And listen, this is the Path of Revelation show. And you have and this is where the culture meets scripture. <laughs>